ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 71 of He Book, She Book. He's Mike. She's Becca. And we are back from a little mini summer vacation that we had uh, to kick off with SummerSlam, which was honestly one of the best wrestling or WWE pay-per-views I've seen in a while. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, We have some news that I think we should get into before we kick off into SummerSlam, but hell of a show. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about why. SummerSlam was probably as good as it was. Uh, because Triple H is awesome. Because Triple H is in charge now. He's in charge. Vinny Mac is gone. He retired He's on in his SmackDown. Retirement. Uh, well, well, Stephanie McMahon retired him on SmackDown after he tweeted about his retirement. Very weird situation. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be plenty of news articles and there will probably be like, I think there's an HBO um, like real sports episode coming out. About what's going on with Vince. So, like, I don't want to get into it here. It's it's too much. Yeah, it's and a we lot. don't know a lot either. So, like, it's a lot of information that it's kind of all just, like, rumored. Because it was random. It was on Twitter after, what, like, 4 or 5 o'clock at night. And then all of a sudden, Stephanie McMahon's in the middle of the ring opening up SmackDown, like, two weeks ago. And she's like, it's official. My dad retired. Thank you, Vince Chance. And that was really it. And then we thought that Stephanie was going to be taking over. But then... It was announced that Triple H is in charge of, like, the creative and talent relations, which is fantastic. Yeah, that is very good news because NXT was the best show on television for a while. Exactly. And as soon as they took Triple H away from it, it, it went to the NXT 2.0. And, like, it's it's come back some, but NXT Black and Gold was, like, the show Yeah, for Triple a while. H knows what wrestling fans want, man. He really yeah. does. And now there's rumors because for a while it was, you know, they were only looking at, like, athletes, like college yes. athletes to come in. Now the rumor is that, you know, now that Triple H is in charge, we know his history with bringing independent guys mm-hmm. in. Hopefully that's what we get back to. Right. And I know like there are a lot of people saying that they're wondering what's going to happen with certain superstars because now Vince is gone and, you know, what's going to happen with Vince's guys and blah, blah, blah. Like, come on. We all know that Vince has one specific superstar right now running around with a briefcase. Yes. Okay. And everybody's like, oh, Austin Theory is just going to, or Theory, because he doesn't have a first name yeah, anymore. Please, just, like, that's give something I need Triple back. H to do. Give him his name give back. Give him his name back. But, like, they're all saying that he's just going to like, kind of fall off the face of the earth now that Vince is not in charge. But I think that some people are forgetting that Austin Theory was Triple H's guy in yeah. NXT. Like, Triple H saw the potential in him, the goofy version of him, not the serious or whatever he's considered now, I guess, like a heel. Like, he was that goofy, dumb guy that we love and miss on NXT, but... He was Triple- Johnny Gargano's son. Right. Triple H saw something in Austin Theory that... I don't know. Like, I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, I'm very curious to see when he cashes in that title if he is a make-it-or-break-it type guy, if he's one of the ones that just don't cash in and win, or if he's one that cashes in and wins. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I don't think he's going to fall off the face of the earth like people are saying. No, I mean, th- I don't think... like It It wasn't just Vince that saw exactly. potential in theory. He's still super young. He looks like he looks like a superhero. Yeah. Like, he looks like exactly like the... He's in the mold of a John Cena, Randy Orton exactly. prototype. And that's the kind of guy that you want to try to push not too much too soon, like, with how they did with, like, Roman, and they tried to, like, really shove right. him down our throats for right. a while. I feel like theory... It took so long for me to get on this Roman train, and I'm here. I'm on it now. Yes, of course. It took me forever to get there. But I, I hated that. I feel that. like theory is more of the kind of, like, 
you push him like you kind of pushed Rollins of where like he's not going right. to dominate every single match. Just let him go out and like show how good he is, and like he can get those sneaky wins as like a heel, uh, which is like why the Money in the Bank briefcase is perfect for him. The same way it was perfect for Seth, where like you cash in. It is a heel move to cash in during a match. Of course. And that's what everyone does now, even if you're a babyface. But I think that's a perfect move for Theory, especially with how you have Roman holding these titles hostage. And the thing that I don't like that was said this past week on either Raw or SmackDown was Theory was going to cash in and essentially win both titles. Yeah, I feel like the cash in should only be one. It should just be for one. But like, they're just, they're, it's just one title now. And it I don't is. know if they split it back up at some point, but right now it's one title. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was the news of the week is Vince is out, Triple H is in, Stephanie's co-CEOs with Nick Khan. She's going to handle more of like the wrestling side. He'll handle more of the business side, but it's going to be different. It and is. we saw some different things on this show. Uh, it was like, let's talk first about like the setup, because it was something we noticed, like the, they had that weird like entryway that has like an elbow. Yeah. That, like, Royal Rumbles have had in the past. And, like, I, this isn't the first show that's had it. I just, I don't like it. It's, like, no, too long. It makes it too long, and then they have to, like, pivot, and then it, it's just too, too long. And yeah, like we some had, of, like, fun moments, like, surprises that took yes. too long for the people to actually get to the right. ring. Right, and, like, that was annoying. And we've said it before when, it, it's always the stadiums like this that we have this issue with, because... The way that they want to set the ring up is smart, where they want to put the ring in the middle of the stadium, but then they have this long-ass entryway, and that just yeah. doesn't work. And it's just like, okay, like you shouldn't be taking your entire entrance song to get from the start to the to the ring, you know? Like, it, it is... It's I, I do like the big stadium shows. Of but course. yeah, like that entryway, like, I feel like it, it made a couple moments tonight lose like their luster very quickly because of yeah. how long it took the people to actually get down there well there was also i mean there was a handful of returns that we will definitely get into all of them but there's one specifically that you made a comment while we were watching it that like anybody that was near it was spoiled yeah because it happened in the middle of the entranceway which means that they had to set everything up like, the camera was on the ring, so we didn't see what was going on, but everybody else that was there saw what was going on, so, like, that was, that kind of sucks, like, in the live setting, where, like, things get spoiled in that aspect, but it was still so cool. So, all of the returns, all of the returns, all of the, all of that was awesome. This was such a good pay-per-view. It was yeah, so we, good. We kicked it off with the Raw Women's Championship. It was Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. What a way to kick off the show. Bianca, I mean, th these two, they work well together. I'm... So over it as a matchup. Well, like it, we've seen it too many times. It was, uh, we've we thought we thought this a couple months ago. That we we're like we hope these two just get away from yes. each other. But, but that's it. What it is now because like at the end of this, there was a very beautiful end to their feud. Yes, they like they added like a new wrinkle to this, which like thank God. Yeah, because we couldn't keep doing this. No, and it's so essentially what happened. Bianca Belair gets the win. It was an awesome match. Yo, I just like I love her. I love her so much. She, she's incredible. I think she's an incredible wrestler, incredible athlete. Her Spanish fly, yeah, it's fucking beautiful. Like off the second like, rope. I'm and I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll probably say it until I'm blue in the face. But I am so thankful to have this woman as a role model for our future daughter. Like I'm very thankful for that. This lady is absolutely incredible, and she retains as she should. And that's you know. Sucks for Bex. We all know she's my favorite yeah. female wrestler, but like, but it was beautiful. fun turn at the end. Becky puts her hand out to shake Bianca's hand, 
and it was real. It was real. They just embrace, they hug, and a then... A beautiful hug. And then music hits, <sighs> big surprise. My favorite thing only, only bad thing about this is we didn't recognize the music at first. I know. It's like, it's st- like it's been so long, but Bailey is back. Yo, her music hit, and I was like, why do I know that? And I think And the it crowd was... popped huge, so it was oh, like, it yeah. had to be somebody good, but like they could see <laughs> Who it Bailey. was. Yeah. yeah, and we could not, and we were like, why do I know this music? But like, who is that? And then I got mad because all I wanted out of her return was for the ding-dong to happen before anything else. I know, I wish and it was I, like a ding-dong, hello, and then I the music starts. I think that's what I was waiting for, and that's why it didn't like click right away. But she's had like that music turnover where the, her music that she has right now, I don't think I ever attached that to her. No, it, and like the thing is, it's been like a year and a half. Oh yeah, so it's we been have a really long heard, time. Like, she right. didn't have the music for that long for us to go that long without hearing mm-hmm. it and then like recognize it again. Uh, but I mean, so Bailey comes out, makes the just incredibly long walk to like so halfway point. So slow, where the really, elbow is. where they where they went to turn, and then more music hits. And it's Dakota Kai. Amazing. Who Corey Graves also mentioned is not under WWE contract. He's like, I don't even, I didn't even think that Dakota Kai was under contract. She wasn't. She She's was not. one of the yeah. many releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she comes down, stands side by side with Bailey, and then we get more music, which I did recognize because yeah, this we music were is so good. For this one. Io Shirai finally makes her main roster debut and like doesn't get enough of a of a of a pop. But like I understand that she'll get there. You but know what did her suck music about hit. her entrance She's, though? It wasn't in the dark. It wasn't in the dark. It, it, yeah. Like, this This is the only problem with stadiums, which I think is cool and also an issue. It was too bright still because at this point it was earlier in the day, 6, 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. And then by the end of the night, you know, it's pitch black and all the fireworks are happening and everything. But her entrance would have been so cool in the dark. I'm so happy that – because, I mean, she's been overdue. For right. a main roster run for a while, but like the idea is that you know Vince didn't really know what to do with Kyrie Sane, yeah, and kind of just put her with Oscar for whatever reason. And the worry was, okay, they're not going to know what to do with EO. They're going to change her name. They're going to change her music. Yeah, you know but what to do with EO. You know who knows what to do with EO. The guy that made her a star in right. NXT and gave her the dope ass entrance that she has. Mm-hmm. So she gets to keep that. She does change her name though cuz yeah, Corey even though the so funny. the background says Io Shirai. And Corey kept going, "Io Sky is here. Io Sky is here." Or was it Corey or McAfee? I don't know. One of them kept it saying Corey. it. And we both looked at each other and we were like, "Are they saying the wrong name? Like do they not realize that? Is somebody in their mic being like, "No, you're messing up. It's Shirai." Like Nope. Are, no, nope. They're changing it to EO Sky. Which fine, whatever. whatever. It's, it's close not, enough. She's still EO. They're going to change like the spelling of it. But you now have a faction of Dakota Kai with Bailey and EO Shirai, and then they get into the ring. They're going to maybe beat up Bianca, and then Becky stands side by side with Bianca. So like a little face turn for Becky. Thank God. I love that because even Bianca was confused by the fact that Becky was standing next to her. Yeah, I like, mean, like but, she should, she yeah. should be wary of it. When like when Becky like jumps in the ring, like Becky, Bianca's like, "All right, shit, I'm about to get attacked by three women. Like, let's go!" And like getting ready to fight these women, and then Becky gets in the ring with her, and she like looks at her like, "Is this real? Like, is this? Are you on my side right now?" And Becky was like, "Hell yeah!" And honestly, we I were just lo- missing one more. It doesn't even matter. We need a three on three. Like, doesn't even I, matter. I'm thinking like I think, Asuka maybe. No, I think, I mean, actually, yeah, that would be cool. But I three. think that Becky and Bianca could take those three. No, that's outrageous. I, there's no doubt in my mind. Bailey needs to come back two. to get some wins. But like, I, yes. I like that it's, it is. I'm so happy to have Bailey Apparently, back. Apparently this is something that Bailey's pitched for a while. Like she wanted like an NXT kind of faction. And like, it's so, 
it is cool that Dakota Kai was a part of it. Yes. I thought that was a really cool, like, surprising thing. But, it, again, it's a different guy in charge. Yeah. It's somebody that actually saw these two, Io Shirai and, and Scott and Dakota Kai, like, be somebody. It he gives saw you their hope that other people who are released, specifically NXT people, because those NXT people have so much potential. They're not even the ones that were released, the ones that are still here, that are, like, floundering. Yeah, yeah, those two. Like, it just gives you hope for a lot of the wrestlers. And, like, but it does give me hope that we might see, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Wrestling again one day. Well, yeah, we can, we can talk about that a little bit because at at one point, this SummerSlam pay-per-view was supposed to have Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. Right. And at one point in this show, Matt Riddle jumps the barricade, comes out and says, you know, I might not be medically... Uh, medically cleared to compete but i still want to fight seth rollins yeah right because they they took uh seth rollins took out riddle it's a kayfabe injury it's not a real thing uh but they don't want to do this match at SummerSlam. whatever they want to build it up more cool i'm down yeah uh but seth rollins and matt riddle they fight it out and like seth rollins had tweeted that he was disappointed mm-hmm. that he wasn't going to have a match at SummerSlam, as everyone is yeah. everyone wants to see seth riddle uh seth wrestle but the Triple H responds to it saying, like, I hear you. Yeah. So then the rumors start to go. Uh-huh. Where's Johnny wrestling? Yeah. What's Johnny What's Johnny Gargano up to? And now you, like, you see Dakota Kai come back. Yeah, and you're and just you like, thinking, mm. like, uh, Mr. Gargano, AEW is pretty crowded. Yeah. You might you might want to come over here where Champa is, who hopefully gets to and, do something like, now. like, Gargano might be Austin Theory's dad, but, like, we all know Triple H is, like, daddy of NXT. Yeah. So Which, like, like, again, uh, more rumors that he's going to try to reach out to Sasha and Naomi. Yes. I, I heard rumors that him and Stephanie already have reached out to Sasha and Naomi, and they're trying to figure that out. Also... I would. That would be my first call. We need to touch on that for just a split second. I don't care what people say. Brock walking out is not the same. No, it's it's very silly. It's and not I, the same. I keep seeing it on Twitter, and CM Punk mentioned it when he got asked about it, that, you know, why did... Michael Cole say that Sasha and Naomi were disrespectful to WWE and unprofessional, but then Brock does it and it's fine. It's not the same. It's not the same. One, Brock came back and worked the show. Came back. Two, Brock Lesnar was also advertising the main event of SummerSlam. Yeah. Like, I I don't like what Sasha and Naomi did, but like, right. I mean, it's it's their but life. They, also... they have every right to make that decision, but they also have to live with the consequences of exactly. that Exactly, and they did not come back and he came back. Like for all we know, for all we know is bullshit. Right. We for all we know, he didn't even really leave. He was just in the locker room, and somebody thought he left, or he forgot something in his hotel room, and it went back to his hotel room, and then came back. <laughs> like, like maybe he lost his beef jerky. Right. Had to go down like he's like, to, like, oh my 7-11. phone's dying. I mean, he probably doesn't care about his phone at all. But like yeah. for all we know, like he was like, oh, I, I need a new ponytail. Like you know, like he left to go get something and then came back. Like, like maybe his hair tie broke. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he literally was like, oh, I need to get my hair did. Like, I don't know. It's I just, just it's don't. It's not the same. It's not the because same. Because he worked the show. He came back and everything was fine. So people need to get over that. I don't want to touch too much on that, though. But we we have to talk about the fact that Logan Paul and The Miz had a match. And for some reason, Champa is with The Miz. I don't understand that. I must have, like... I don't know. I don't know if they ever actually explained it and maybe I was just like asleep while they explained it or if they never actually explained it and I just don't understand it. But Champa's with The Miz. Maurice comes out with both of them. Logan Paul, I'm like mad at myself for being like weirdly into as a wrestler. Like I- Well, he's very good. He's athletic. Yeah. 
he's like he's trying. He's yep. doing he's a training. great. He's training. He's doing a great job. Looked so gassed. He looks so tired. That dude was tired after but five minutes. But he did such Miz, a good job. Like, like, this is where you have to give Miz credit to. Because, like, yeah. there's a difference between being in shape and being in wrestling shape. Of course. And, like, Logan Paul clearly isn't in wrestling shape. He hasn't been doing it for that long. Yeah. Miz, he's in shape. Miz has. Yeah. Logan Paul's in tremendous shape. And, like, by the end of this match, it looked like Miz could have gone another hour. Yeah. It looked like Logan Paul needed to go to the hospital. Yeah, Logan Paul should have been done by then already. But, I mean, it was a but great match. But props to him. He was fantastic. Yeah. That awesome frog splash to the outside on the table could oh not have been hit better. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. And he, Logan Paul ends up getting the win with the skull-crushing finale over Miz. I don't know what the plan would be going forward with these two or like with with logan paul in general i think we're going to see a little bit of like a tag team thing going on because champa kept trying to get on the ring and kept trying to like interfere in the match and then the ref like kicked him out of there and as he was getting ready to leave he refused to leave and he took a chair and he sat down and was just like straight toddler mode and was like no and then aj styles music hits out of nowhere and he starts coming out like chasing champa away sure. so i feel like it's going to end up being like a champa and the miz versus aj and logan paul i don't know what logan paul's like th- yeah like what he's going to do in the long run since we have signed him but i i can't say i'm not excited I, he's a good wrestler i mean he they maybe have shorter matches until he's like used to being a wrestler but he's doing really well no he, yeah he did do really well um, I never but, in my life thought that I would like be excited or defend Logan Paul. No, I mean he's got like, he's got the personality for it. Yes. He has like the entertainment side of it. He is in great shape. He knows he knows like the the wrestling world enough. Like he probably grew up like the attitude yes. era kind of stuff and like he knows kind of like how McAfee is. McAfee, yeah. like you can tell he has the feel of like what he should and McAfee shouldn't be is doing. living his life, and, like his best life. Like I love Logan Paul's gear. Yeah. Like all his moves looked good, like some, like but again, like he just looked so tired to me. But he gets the win either way. I, I again, I don't know what the future holds for them. I feel like he's probably more of just a, like I'll show up at big shows. Yeah, which is fine. Kind of thing, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to see him every week. Um, but it, it's it is weird that like AJ Styles didn't have a match at SummerSlam, no. and Seth Rollins didn't have a match at SummerSlam. They just came out of nowhere and just and like, like hey, and, here we are. And what? Why is Gunther not here? Why is I didn't there even no think about that? Why is there no Gunther match? Why is Gunther and Shinsuke not at SummerSlam? It makes no it, yeah, sense to me whatsoever. That sense. dude has been killing it on SmackDown. Yeah. Has made the Intercontinental title relevant again. I've loved him for forever. I would have preferred to have the Intercontinental title over the US title match. I didn't care about the Bobby and Theory match. No, neither did I. Which very quickly, Bobby beats Austin Theory right. for the United that States Championship. That would have been... They could have used that slot for Shinsuke and, and Gunther. Yeah. I, no, I agree with you because, like, the idea would be, like, oh, if Theory loses and then, like, cashes in, like, oh, it's, like, a big moment. Yeah. Because that's exactly how, how Seth did it at WrestleMania. Yeah, we needed to have Lost Theory on the card. The yeah, just to keep yeah. him relevant. But I would have loved to see Gunther get a match here even yeah. if even if like even pre-show something i feel like they haven't done a pre-show match in a long time they haven't uh, but we also had the judgment day versus the dominics <laughs> dominic mysterio ray mysterio right just celebrating 20 years in wwe which is like weird because he left for five years but we're yeah. supposed to act like he didn't. Right. Um, and <laughs> this i want you to read your note <laughs> it just says dominic is awful I can't. I just don't. 
I don't understand how he got to surpass the NXT. Well, you do. Fi- well, you yeah, do. I do. You do know why. Yeah. I mean, it. We all know why Dominic Mysterio real is thing. here. Yeah. But he is not great. No, he's not. Like, Logan Paul is better than Dominic. Yeah, I agree that's with that. A, that's a real statement. Like, that is a... Like, I, I was hoping... It's weird that that's a real fact. I was really hoping that the reason we were hyping up the 20th anniversary of Ray was that Dominic would turn. I want to see Dominic and, turn like, on Dominic Ray. And, like, Dominic would join the Judgment Day. Something. Something would happen. Yeah. But instead, it really just ended up like they beat up... Like, Judgment Day beat up Mysterio. By the way... I'm pushing oh, for Rhea this. Oh, Rhea came back during that. Rhea came yeah. back. I want to see Rhea versus Rey Mysterio in the worst way. I know. You keep Rhea saying it now. Rhea came out in this match. She picked up Dominic Mysterio and, like, threw him onto the, like, She's so uh, good. I side. love Rhea. There's no reason why it, like, I get male-female, like, they don't like to do those matches. Yeah, but, and, like, like for, for, for some instances, it, for it is unrealistic to think yeah. that, like, I could believe that Rhea Ripley could beat Rey Mysterio's ass. Yeah. I 100% believe it. And, like, I don't know if maybe Ray doesn't want to do it for whatever reason. I would love to see that match. It would be awesome to watch. Or Rhea versus Dominic. I don't even care. No, I think Rhea versus Ray would be cooler because Dominic's not as good as Ray. It would be so much fun. Um, But during this match, we had a huge return. Yes. This is the return that we were saying got spoiled for the people that were there because there were stairs set up in the middle of the entranceway. And there's fire and the whole nine. And we knew immediately this was a very brood entrance. Yeah. And out comes Edge. And he, again, his hair is different than the last time we saw him. He yep. looked fantastic. Yep. He comes out. He attacks a Judgment Day. Somehow, this is not a DQ. And the match continues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was some real AEW ref shit. Like, I, the I ref just stood there like, what is happening? I completely forgot about that. Edge yeah. comes out and just spears everyone in Judgment Day. But somehow... There was not a disqualification. And, like, I don't know Absolutely if I missed hilarious. that maybe this was a no disqualification match. I don't think so. I don't recall that being the case. But, because, like, you'd think, like, chairs would be involved or something. Yeah. But Edge, like, in play, like, the ref wasn't down. This is no, the ref the was literally standing there with their hands up, like, what is happening? What do I do? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, it was very weird. Disqualification. Um, But nobody got DQ'd there, and then the Mysterios won. I did miss Edge. I don't care for like the brood thing happening but like they've had those vignettes going for yeah. for a few weeks now i really would just prefer his you know his music finally yeah. back but if he wants to do this fun little run i guess he'll face off against judgment day i really don't hope or i really hope he's not like with the backing the mysterios here that's my, unless that's we're doing my... a three on three i'm down for a three on three where Rhea's yeah because then Rhea's involved but if it's not if it's like some kind of stupid amalgamation dominic's of, like, the, the girl in that two, situation well, Ray. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no, Ray fights Rhea. Yeah, yeah. All right. Edge fights Finn, and Damian Priest and, and Dominic fight each other. All right, I'm down for that. I would. Lo- I love Edge and Finn. They can go at it all they want. But we also Ugh. had McAfee versus Corbin. Um, is Corbin going by Corbin, or is he still Happy Corbin? He's Happy Corbin. Okay. Still. So like, I never know what to call him. If he's like, I'm like, is he Baron Corbin? Is he Happy Corbin? Is he Bumass Corbin? Today we're gonna call him Bumass Corbin because that's what Pat McAfee was calling him. And uh, Pat McAfee, man, the dude's just out here living his absolute Killing best it. life. Really wish he would at least try a little bit in the gear department. No, no, he didn't care at all. He literally was wearing just like basketball shorts and a like tank top. I know. I just I didn't. He didn't even look like he was going to the gym. No. 
Like, he looked like he was just lounging around his house, and I don't know, I just fuck with it. Like, he just... Like, it was funny, because Michael Cole kept saying, like, the reason Corey Graves is here is because my partner has a match later that he has to prepare for. I'm thinking, like, oh, he's going to, like, you know... Yeah, cook, you no. know. Like, no, it looked like he was just hanging out backstage, and it was like, oh, it's my time? Okay, yeah, cool. I'll go All out. Right. Yeah, no, when he won, too, Michael Cole went absolutely apeshit. And I thought that was so precious. Like he, every time McAfee hit a move, Cole goes crazy. McAfee wins. Cole goes insane. McAfee goes over and just like, you know, kind of just tells Corey to fuck off in a sense. And then like turns to, to Cole and just like high fives him. Like, I don't know. I loved everything about it. I like watching McAfee wrestle because he is a fan. He loves it. And he loves it. And you can tell it translates. He had like a, just a big kick to Happy Corbin's it's dick. so, and then well, yay, a, it's payback, like, man, very, it's payback. A very awkward code red to finish it. But you know what? I don't care. Pat McAfee gets the win. He is now, I guess, on the main roster, he's undefeated. Yeah. Uh, and like, I love that he, he started off the match with a super kick. Yeah. Which was hilarious to me. It's very, like, for somebody that had that feud with Adam Cole, for him to start with super kick was like a nice little touch. I feel like that was like Triple H, like, yo, you know what would make this match really good? Yeah. Start it this way. And McAfee was like, fantastic idea. I'm going to go do and that. Like, you can tell commentary felt looser tonight. Yes. It felt a lot looser. Like they were making like inside jokes. They were like poking fun at each other. And yeah, because sometimes you really do think that like in their headphones, you just have Vince McMahon being like, Say this. Well, it's like, Say this. That's what every account is. It's like, it's Vince yelling in your ear. Renee Paquette has said it a million yeah. times. And oh, I would love. Oh, I mean, she's never gonna come back, but I would love to have her back now that there's yeah, like mean, more freedom. Yeah, but it wasn't Vince's call. Like she, yeah. she, no, she left on her own terms. She went on either TikTok or Instagram and like thanked Vince for yeah. for everything. But like, there was a joke I think that Corey made at one point was like Cole, like I liked you better when you couldn't give your opinion. Yeah, and then Cole was like, well, a lot of things have changed around here. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of things have changed. Like remember uh, Roman made the joke I think on Raw. Of, like, you're uh, telling Austin Terry your daddy's not here anymore. Yeah. Which, like, some people thought he was talking about Gargano, which I thought was Wait, even funnier. Wait, that was honestly hilarious because then there was, like, when he said, um, your daddy's not here anymore, there was just, like, a bunch of chants of daddy's gone and then who's your daddy chance? And Theory did just, like, look like a lost puppy. And then later in the night, or even on SmackDown, because Roman's been on both for a while now, one of the things happened and then everybody was saying, like, Roman's your daddy. And, like, that was that was fantastic. But, no, like, they're, they are able to kind of, like, you have to pick fun at certain things. Of course. It's you not know? like now that you have more freedom to do so yeah and you, you know triple fun. h has to think that's funny of course and like at this point because people kind of shit on raw people kind of shit on smackdown like that was all like triple h had to work with what was given to him. exactly at this point it's way more of a clean slate and mm-hmm. like there's still things like programs that he's going to have to kind of continue or just like kind of abruptly stop but like let's take Liv morgan and ronda rousey for example we have the smackdown women's championship on the line uh ronda at one point has Liv in an arm bar Liv rolls back and gets Ronda on her shoulders. Ref counts to three. But right before the ref counted to three, Liv Morgan clearly was tapping out. Referee didn't see Liv Morgan tapping out, so announces Liv Morgan as the champion, or wins the match by pinfall. Yeah, like, it was crazy because Ronda, like, Liv was standing up in this, and, like, the way she stepped put Ronda onto her own shoulders. Yeah, and, like, we've seen this a million times yeah. in wrestling. Like, they kind of just, like, stack them up, and, like, that's how, like, Shayna Baszler lost so many matches. Yes. So Same exact thing. I'm assuming this little feud is going to continue because 
Rhonda was furious. She was like, but, she was tapping. She was tapping. This is bullshit. Then she puts her in another arm lock and gets her to tap again. And she's like, see, that's a tap. That's a tap. That's a tap. And the ref's like, it doesn't fucking matter. The match is over. But then she flips the ref over. So, like, is she going to get suspended now, please? Um, I don't know. I know this was this is what I was talking about, like, changes. Ronda Rousey is now a heel. Yeah. And there is no, like, if ands, or buts about it. There is not going to be, like, the smiley happy to be there Ronda, which was definitely this a Vince thing. Yeah. Like, Ronda Rousey should have always been a heel. Yeah. Either way, I don't think Ronda wants to be there. So she could be a heel or she could be a babyface, and I don't think she wants to be there. She does not give me that. Ronda is now a clear heel to go against Liv Morgan, a clear babyface. And, like, we'll get that match again. Of course, I'm assuming. I don't care if it was, like, technically bullshit. I'm glad Liv got got the win. Like, she gets to leave that night having beaten Ronda Rousey. Again. 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 She retains. I absolutely love that. Now, a match that I wasn't happy with the ending of was the Usos versus Street Profits. This was for the Undisputed Tag Team Champions. I really wanted the Street Profits to win here. I thought that Montez looked fantastic. Always does. He looks so great. And there were a few times that I really, really thought that they were going to have it. And then the Usos retained and Montez just looked absolutely defeated. Well, we thought for a second that... If Dawkins got pinned, it would be a great time to turn Montez. Right. And Dawkins got pinned. And then Montez just sat in the ring basically like he was just, he was defeated. Like, that's the only word for it. And what's going to happen now? Like, are they going to come out on Raw and then that's going to be when he turns on him? Is he not turning on him? Are they just going to start a new feud with somebody else? Like, are they going to eventually win these titles? Like, I don't. I'm ready for the downfall of the Undisputeds. Like, we can't have Roman and the Usos carrying all the gold forever. And we've no. been saying this before. The downfall is going to be beautiful like beautiful when it happens. When is it going to happen? Well, like, the thing with Montez right now is, like, I've always thought Montez could be his own breakout star, his own singles guy. Well, yeah, look at him. The problem is... And WWE has done this so many times where, like, they break up a perfectly fine tag team, and then there's no plan, like, after that. Right, and then then what? If you're going to turn Montez on Dawkins, you can do, like, a Montez-Dawkins program with Montez going over, but then what do you do with Montez and Dawkins after that? Yeah. So that's the important thing is, like, I'm down for a Montez single run tomorrow. Yeah, but we need to make sure that it's set up good. We got to make sure that he's in a position to like be a single star afterwards. Yes. Like if we if like if if Money in the Bank was coming up. Yeah. Perfect time to like get him in there, but it's it's in the past. So at this point, I would just keep them together. Have the Usos defend against somebody else. Maybe it's like the 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 new Viking Raiders that they keep pushing on SmackDown. Maybe that's your next tag team for the Usos. But yeah, eventually somebody has to lose. Yeah. And I don't know if it'll be Roman first. I don't know if it'll be the Usos first. I would prefer if it's the Usos first. Yeah, you'd think it'd be the Usos first. Just because, like, just to see Roman's, like, disappointment and anger and see, like, what what happens when the Island of Relevancy starts to lose gold. Exactly. And Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, man, they had a last man standing match for the Undisputed Universal Championship. And this match from the very, very start to the very, very end just slapped. It was, it was crazy. so good. Brock Lesnar comes out on a fucking tractor. Yeah, why not? At one point, he uses the tractor to lift the ring. No, he used that tractor to lift Roman. 
everybody. And then he used the tractor later to lift the entire ring up. Like, in the very beginning, he was standing in the tractor, like, on the... Yeah, to announce the, himself. The scoop of the tractor to announce himself, and then throws the mic to Roman. Perfect mic catch. The wink Incredible. is amazing. I, I, the, the little clip of it is circulating. Just watch it. It's fantastic for no reason. Like, a while ago, we... It was the uh, cage match, like the Young Bucks. I forget who they were facing, but Brandon Cutler made that awesome throw yes. over the cage. And it was just like the most amazing throw caught by one of the Young Bucks. This catch was so ridiculously smooth. Yeah. Lesnar just flicks the mic over and Roman just doesn't even move his hand. No, it just fell right into his grabs hand. Grabs it, gives him the wink and like it moment was of so the year. Good. That should get an S. And then like as Roman is also like kind of introducing himself and holding up both of his titles, Brock Lesnar jumps off of that scoop of the, I don't know what the scoop's called. I'm just going to call it the scoop. Jumps off of that on to Roman. They start the match. It was intense from start to finish. And at one point, the Usos do come out. They try to help. They both get murdered. I honestly, honestly thought that Jimmy Uso got, like, actually hurt because he did not land well in one of, like, the super. No, it was the something. same. It was the Ridge Holland Biggie, like, yes. belly to belly. It was almost the same it exact thing. It was very nerve-wracking with that move. And we haven't heard any updates, so, like, hopefully he's, he's okay. Because, yeah, like, we good. haven't heard anything, so, like, no news is good news. Um, Paul Heyman gets in the middle at one point and he just like hands the titles to Brock and was like, here, take these titles. You can have them. I love my tribal chief. That's my tribal chief. And then he gets thrown through the announce table. He's dead. Um, everybody's down. The ref's counting to see who's going to stand up first because this is a last man standing match. So one of them has to stand up. And instead, Austin Theory comes out and we're like, oh my God, he's cashing in. This is stupid. Why would you cash in when like Brock's not fully dead? Roman's not fully dead. You're going to lose this cash in. He doesn't get a chance to cash in before Brock kills him. Um, everybody's dead. Like everybody's just dead on the sides. And Roman Reigns eventually retains by burying Brock Lesnar under just rubble like pieces of the ring pieces of the broken table like and then he stood on top of it and I, this match was long but in a good way yeah it, it it was definitely long they could have cut probably two or three minutes out of it but again like this but match it was, overall it was good it felt final yes which i really hope it is yeah like it was probably the best it was the it was by far the most entertaining of the brock and roman matches like sports entertainment wise, that. it was hilarious. Like the tractor being the, the ring being lifted up, like we've never seen that before. Also, like when he lifted that ring up, they everybody should watch this clip as well. Yes, one they did just keep the ring like and that Roman for the just, rest like, of the night. And Roman just like tumbles like it he was like off the side of the a mountain. The ref had no idea how to get out of the ring. He eventually just like kind of jumps like he's jumping off of the Titanic. Then Roman just like crumbles and falls backwards and rolls out of it. And all the while. Brock Lesnar sitting in the tractor, just sweating profusely and cackling. And it was horrifying. That man is if, scary. He is a scary human being. Like, whenever you can do something in wrestling that has never been done before. That has never been done before. Like, it's, it's, I just want to know who came up with that spot. I desperately need to know whose idea that was. Because it was genius. Cause, again, like, if you can come up with something that we've never seen it, there's not that many things left right. in wrestling that we have not seen that wouldn't just kill somebody. And it was just, it was hilarious to see Roman tumbling out. Cause like, it's all right, well, why would you lift the ring? It's like, oh, well, you're going to get Roman out on, onto the floor. So the ref's going to count to 10. Yeah. And like the fact that he just kept it there. Amazing. And didn't even like put it back down the rest of the night. It was just there, which had to suck for some of the people in the audience because yeah. they can no longer see. But 
it's just one of those things that's going to be etched in your memory of, like, you'll remember SummerSlam as the night that Brock Lesnar lifted the ring up with a tractor and Amazing. just left it there. It's just one of those images that's going to last, like, last the test of time. I just think this was, a, overall, like, this was a great show. We had some crazy matches. We had some really good moments. A bunch of comebacks where Bailey, Dakota Kai, uh, Io Shirai, and Edge are all back. Uh, our main man, the challenge godfather, Mark Long, sitting <laughs> front row again. Like, it's just, I don't know, it was just a great show all, all around. And I'm very excited to see what the future holds for WWE in general with this yeah. huge change this is, and this huge difference. It is now difference. Triple H's creative decisions yeah. going forward. And like like we said before, there's there's things that are already going on that I'm sure he'll just probably have to continue or figure out a way to continue. Yeah. But like, or these figure are going to bring to the end. These are going to be his shows going forward. Yeah. Like he's going to have to be the one. And and I like, think he's got it, man. I think he's he's got it. He should. If anybody has proven within that company to like be able to book a good show, Triple H has done it. Yeah. And like if you look at what he did in NXT, it's a shame because a lot of those guys are no longer on that show. Yeah. But look at how amazing they are in AEW. Yeah. AEW has, we've talked about this before, and I don't AEW remember if it's on the podcast or not. AEW ended up being the actual landing spot for NXT yes. guys. Like, a lot of people are always just like, oh, AEW has too many WWE people. And it's like, it's not even just the fact that they have WWE people. They have the NXT people. And they have the good NXT yeah. you people. You have Adam Cole, Malachi Black. You have uh, Keith Lee, Samoa Swerve, Joe. Samoa Joe. Like, all these guys that were stars yes. in NXT that Triple H helped make stars just jumped ship because because the main roster didn't know what to do with them. Right, and now Triple H is in charge of the main roster, and maybe we'll see some cool improvements. I'm very excited to see how it goes. Um, something big that is happening this weekend that kind of doesn't really have anything to do with WWE that I'm not excited to see how <laughs> it goes is uh, the fact that Ric Flair will be wrestling in a match and i'm genuinely concerned about the well-being of this man and his health and i'm scared that he's going to actually like when i joke around and say like that the usos and austin theory are murdered and they died and paul Heyman's dead they're all dead on the side of the ring like i don't think we're going to be joking about that come monday morning like i do really i'm scared that where rick flair is going to die in the ring yeah, so and Ric Flair's it, last like, match, it's, yeah. it's Ric Flair and his son-in-law Andrade versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, who just refereed this match. Yeah, he was refing the Usos for some reason. And, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be quite the spectacle. I don't – I'm probably going to end up watching clips of it instead of, like, the actual yeah. show. No, like, I'm worried about just, him. Yeah, it's just – it's uncomfortable. I really kind of just wish it wasn't happening. I don't know uh, why it is happening. Will, I feel like how is this man cleared? He's, he's not well. We'll let you know our thoughts – next week yeah next week we will be back for our weekly episodes on monday make sure you're following us everywhere at he book she book and don't forget to like comment and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening guys